welcome to our podcast Beyond Bubble Baths and Affirmations. My name is Karen and I'm Joanne and you will probably know us better as the Neurosculptor and the Brain Geek. After several years as working as a mental health therapist it became apparent to me that trauma aside the one big thing standing in our way of living a life full of peace and happiness is that we simply do not know how to love ourselves. And the sad truth is we've never been taught how to. Now, Joanne, I know that you will agree with me when I say that our own personal quest has taken and actually it continues to take unwavering commitment, courage and patience. Yes, Karen, I completely agree. And I think that's basically why we are so passionate about this podcast, because we believe that when you know how to fill your own cup up with self-love, you have so much more to share with others. And we will be sharing with you our own life lessons, expert knowledge in the field of neuroscience and spirituality, and we will invite other amazing teachers in the field of wellness to join us and share their nuggets of wisdom. So with this podcast, we hope to reach as many of you as possible and show you how to access the serene power of love, which is available within each and every one of us. Beyond Bubble Baths and Affirmations is our love offering to you. Hello, everybody, and you are very welcome back to yet another episode of Beyond Bubble Baths and Affirmations. I'm Joanne, and tonight I've got with me Karen and I just want to say Joanne congratulations it's amazing Uh, you're an aunt literally just an aunt in the past hour is that right literally like my nephew is probably about 20 minutes old (laughs) amazing oh congratulations what a nice um energy to start our podcast off with absolutely a whole lot of love Karen Mm -hmm. a lot of love it's absolutely it couldn't be more fitting Mm -hmm. so what are we talking about today Joanne So, I mean, it wouldn't be us if we did not talk um, or spend a little bit of time delving into the subject of havening. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge part of both of our lives. I know that it is something that you have been, havening is what has been your whole life, Karen, really, for, you know, the guts of five years. Isn't that right? Yeah. I haven't been qualified five years. I started the journey five years ago, but only certified only four. It took me about a year and you were much quicker. This lockdown really helped you out with that, didn't it? 24 days in isolation in December. We'll do that for a gal. (laughs) (laughs) What else? They get you on in the background. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) You were brilliant to be fair. Really, really helpful. But um, tell me, Joanne, how did you, you know, how, what, how did you first find Havening? What was going on for you? So I had, I had got the copper coil in and um, started having some really adverse side um, effects from it and actually started taking like anxiety attacks and like having lots of anxiety and that it just really wasn't me. And I just knew my own body. And even though I went to the doctors and the doctors were like, no, like that's not a symptom. I found a group on Facebook that um, of women who basically were saying the same thing that they were in the exact same way. So I like was like, okay, I really, I'm really into holistic therapies. I'd done Reiki and everything. And 
I was like, you know what, I think there's something else on maybe a more physical level of like, you know, I was just searching for something a bit more and I found your lovely face on an Instagram post. Um, I think you were attending a workshop in the wellness center. Yeah, in my memory serves me right. I think it was the Good Vibes Wellness in Larn or no, Straban. In Straban with lovely yeah. Joanne. Her name, that's actually the girl that owns that yeah. Joanne as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So that's how you discovered me then through yeah. that, that center. I, I'm not sure. I think maybe you've told me that before. But what's interesting, Joanne, is actually up until that point, you have, as you just admitted there, you had already had a, a spiritual and holistic journey to at that point and still you were experiencing this anxiety and panic so yeah you know the more that you understand about how the body and the brain like keeps the score of absolutely everything you know now I understand why but at that moment in time I just was like you know I'm having these physical sensations I don't like them I don't want to have them so you know what I'm going to find somebody that can help me with that and definitely working through all of those um sessions with you Karen was very very helpful and I um never looked back really and you were amazing to work with because you just went with it I mean you it's funny because very often you'll get clients coming to you and they're skeptical and I totally understand why you would be I mean you're suggesting you know that you're going to through this very simple touch help them transform their inner world and life and it seems just too good to be true because how on earth can such a simple technique create such a change? And, you know, unlike you, where you were like, I'm there, I believe in it. You know, you were all open <laughs> yeah. to the whole process. It, it's such a stark difference, actually, to my first experience with it. So firstly, whenever I heard about Haven, I think it was my sister who was a recce, who was a recce master and, I had this was two years after my marriage had broke up and I really hadn't recovered Um, and I was in this sort of place of feeling sorry for myself victim to whatever had come up for me as a result of breaking up and and walking away from my business at the same time and I was lost and I had been a qualified massage therapist um, 20 years beforehand and I didn't really do much with it but I knew I was tactile and I enjoyed touch so my interpretation when I saw the advert to become, you know, to go and train to become a certified Haven and trainer was, oh, this is using touch to heal. And I was thinking of it more on a like a massage level, you right. know, oh, I can imagine because it feels so good and that might. So mm-hmm. I, that I remember when I first spoke to my trainer, um, Stephen Travers on the phone, and he was telling me all about the science and and I really was not interested at this stage in the science whatsoever. And I was like, yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was part of, I was there to heal my emotions, but also I think to prove to myself that I could do this. I was speaking to him and he was all about the science. And I thought, oh yeah, I'm not really interested in that because honestly, me and science were not friends at school whatsoever. Give me a English literature lesson, give me whatever. But anyway. So I arrived there and the first demonstration was unbelievable. There was a lady who had suffered a real trauma in her life and she described what that was. Um, And within the space of about 20 minutes, that trauma was no longer 
got you know affecting her the way it had before and Can I thought, remember what that trauma was Good. yeah it was that the her, her mommy had committed suicide mm-hmm. and um and she was stuck in a sense of you know she was stuck in a sense of I think guilt that she knew that this was going to happen to her mommy and she wasn't able to do anything about it and just the image of you know what she had discovered I think was tormenting her I mean clearly Havenin doesn't bring people back from the dead and we're not suggesting that and it doesn't ever um mean that you don't miss or you know yeah but 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 it was the actual trauma of the discovery and the emotions that came along with that were really weighing her down. And within this 20 minute demonstration, that girl went from being incredibly in a, in a lot of emotional pain to being so relaxed and sort of neutral, you know, in a sense, I'm okay with this was what she said. And I, I literally looked around the room and thought, okay, does, does anybody, is anybody else buying into this? <laughs> did you think like she'd been hired we'll have you up here and <laughs> oh, I no. thought she'd been hired and I thought yeah right I like how can I have my money back <laughs> <laughs> so unlike you where you were right in there believing it from the beginning I was oh, but I'm so naive skeptical. like I was so naive I feel like I was just like really determined like that something would work <laughs> you know it wasn't until that day then later on I think it was maybe the next day because it was a few days there was three day training and um it, it wasn't until the third day when I really experienced the you know the power of it myself that I was like wow oh my goodness this is real and I know any of you know your clients that you've worked with or clients I've worked with will know what that means mm-hmm. you know it's it's a, it's a it's a physical and emotional change on such a deep level and you know it to be true it's not about so you know I always invite people to be be skeptical if you want to be in fact it's very healthy but just please remain open and curious to the fact that this is something really new and it's changing the face of mental health therapy and it can help you transform your life and it's I mean it, it absolutely after that session I knew then that I was on something had been laid in my path and that I could not ignore what I had experienced and and I continue to use it on a daily basis so yeah that's how I discovered it thankfully the two wonderful doctors that created it they're two um, doctors that live in New York New Jersey one's a dentist and one was a neuroscientist and thankfully you know, even though they were from such clinical backgrounds, they had such an open mind to mm. to get curious and see how the brain actually worked and how simple touch could create such a change. And, you know, I feel so grateful for them every day because they have helped me change my life and so many of my clients' lives. Absolutely. It's that humbleness and that, you know, willing to say, you know what, I don't know at all. You know, Mm -hmm. whereas I think that a lot of people in that profession think that, you know, I've got this degree now and, you know, this is the way it's been for so long. Like this is this is how it is. But actually allowing that possibility and that something else could happen or that there's a there's a better way is so humbling, really, isn't it? And that makes you hold hands up and you don't know. You know? Yeah, it's love when you when you can combine that intellect with an open mind, you know, mm. great things can happen. 
Absolutely. You know, that's where genius lies, I think. And I, I, I find that amazing. So, yeah, that was my experience. Um, what about any clients that you've worked with? Joanne, have you had any like real breakthroughs that stand out for you that... Um, do you know what like there are the massive ones but there are the smaller you know traumas that you know like for example I had a lovely lady who was just out of a marriage because she had found text messages on her um, partner's phone obviously he was cheating and you know she was just torturing herself really with that memory um, ruminating in it all the time of you know, finding those text messages and go, go and feeling that knife to the heart. Yeah. Um, and I remember, yeah, just having in that for her and freeing her up from that. And she just like cried at the end. She was like, I just can't believe I can think of that now in a different way. And I, I now see it as like, you know, why would I torture myself? This is, it's something that has happened and I don't feel that knife in my chest anymore. And you know, it's those everyday things. Well, I know it's not every day that you find your husband, you know, having an affair, but it's those things that we get into our mind and we ruminate over and over and over and over of things that went wrong or things that didn't go our way or, you know, things that were really upsetting to us. We can indulge in that negativity. Yeah. Um, and it's that was a really nice experience to see, you know, that you, we can be freed up from from anything and um, it can really change the quality of our life, you know, in an instant. Yeah. What about yourself? And, you know, the thing is, I think we all um, sort of berate ourselves for how we respond to certain things. And until it's explained to us that we are not choosing these reactions, but they're from a, they have a deeper meaning to us that, and it's literally our survival mechanics to respond in this way and you know that's actually whenever the doctors were beginning to understand and unravel you know what was going on in the brain what could what what's discovered is that there's a, like a little part of our brain called the amygdala and it's like a little small al almond shaped structure and it is literally our emotional powerhouse mm -hmm. and it is always trying to keep us safe you know we know we talk about or in the you know any haven and practitioners refer to the amygdala as amy and we think of her you know as this you know she's this little structure that's just always on the lookout to try and keep us safe and if she identifies anything at all that seems a threat to us, then she's wants to, she will want to retain that information so that um, any time in the future, if we experience anything similar, that she's going to be able to fire up that response to let us um, get out of that. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, that part of our brain, the survival part of our brain, it's like, it's like we've got two brains, we've got our conscious mind and we've got our subconscious mind. And they don't always work in harmony with one another. So, you know, the subconscious mind, it stores all the information of our past and its main priority is survival. It doesn't care of that. It doesn't care if its reactions are helpful or unhelpful, good or bad. It's going to just find a route for survival to get you out of there and keep you safe. And the thing is, 
that part of our brain works so much faster than our thinking brain. Mm -hmm. And in fact, as information comes in through the outside world and hits that part of our brain, it takes half a second in time before it reaches our thinking brain, which equates to 50 meters of neural pathway. Isn't that mad? And yeah. so it's, and you know, so it's working at super fast speed. And by the time it reaches our thinking brain, our body has already responded. We're already feeling like, let's say, those heart palpitations, the tightness in the chest, the erratic breathing, the hot flush, whatever it may be. And then our thinking brain starts to interpret what that means. And it yeah. starts to go, oh, there's danger, there's danger. And we that actually feeds into that recursive loop yes and and then we get we get stuck in this cycle of i can't breathe i can't breathe and that's feeding into it and it really becomes can become out of control yeah, um, and you can go search then for different you know you could there could be absolutely nothing wrong but you're just searching because your brain wants to match that intensity yes. in the body so it's like well you know i know that last night i um didn't put the wash on and oh my god that's the end of the world no, you're adding more into that yeah. fear loop you're adding more into yeah. that fear loop and the intensity intensity of that increases and you know this has this has been a response of something that happened many years ago maybe way back in 1986 mm -hmm. but for some reason your your senses have detected that same threat the system's been fired up you're totally unconsciously aware of why this is happening and you're trying to find reasons why you feel like this i'm having a heart attack yeah. you know and it's actually it's it's totally related to something that you didn't even know was encoded in this way so yeah. that and little amy is speaks in senses she doesn't speak in english doesn't speak in french she doesn't speak in german she mm -hmm. speaks in the form of your senses what's coming in through the outside world into your senses and over time that becomes exhausting and leads to conditions such as panic anxiety depression yeah. and we try and numb that through different behaviors of either being really busy at work or you know yeah. addiction or whatever and so anything to numb out that pain really isn't it yeah, and yeah really, so. really interesting that you were saying there about the link that the amygdala makes to you know to your memory so um just thinking about that Karen what is you know whenever you've been doing your haven and what is like one of the most unusual links that you've ever found in any of your case studies can you think of any yeah I have one um I actually I refer to this because this was very much in my early days and it was such a, a good opportunity for learning um and I was working with a lady who'd come to me in fact I was practice I was training at the time I was you know that she was a case study and she'd come to me with this real intense phobia of flying. Mm -hmm. And she was, it was debilitating. She really loved to travel. She remembered a time in her life where she got onto a plane and it wasn't a bother at all. And, you know, this was a lady in her mid, mid 40s, early 50s. And she was really upset because she kept letting her family down. Because every time they would get to the airport or they maybe would stay the night in an airport hotel, then she would go into this complete panic and couldn't get in the plane. And so family holidays were literally ruined at, at the last minute. Um, and so she had really wanted to overcome this. And she said, look, I have tried hypnotism. I've tried NLP. I have tried this. I've tried that. I've tried. She goes, but you know what? I saw your call for um, case studies. So here I am. And she'd had an incident that had happened on a plane that was 
emotionally, the, 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 nothing actually happened on the plane itself, but she was emotionally in a very vulnerable place. Um, she was, uh, and feeling an intense amount of, um, I'm going to say the word was shame. I don't know if that's exactly what came up for her, but she was experiencing a lot of heavy emotion on this plane journey on this day. And uh, we, so I even that I thought, wow, and she was no, but we have, I've worked on this with other people. And she says, so the intensity after me and you's worked on that's much softer. However, I still can't allow myself to get in a plane. Mm. So I got her to, to activate the felt sense that she was experiencing. I was like, okay, well, you know, think about getting on a plane and, and, and activate where you're experiencing that in your body. And I got her to really feel into it and, and allow herself while she was having in to actually access where that felt sense was birthed. Mm -hmm. And it brought her back to an 11 year old girl who feels her 11 plus. And that feet, that same emotion, that same, I'm going to use the word shame. She wow. feels her 11 plus. She wasn't able to go to the school that she wanted to go to. And that, that emotion of shame coupled with this inescapability, I can't escape this. I'm trapped in the in a school I don't want to go to. I'm trapped on this airplane. And the, 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 the two emotions and the two memories got mashed together and the plane was then connected as a thing that she was afraid of. Wow. When actually it was nothing to do with the plane. And so it took us to go back to that memory and the emotional content of that, release that, and she, well, not now because we're in lockdown, but she wrote me a few messages after and said, you know, actually, I've had a few issues on planes where there's been turbulence and I've been the calm one. She says, like, <laughs> it literally has given me my life back because travel was so important to me and oh, she couldn't thank me enough for that. So, you know, you can never presume that you, what you're working with is a simple trauma or it's about the thing even that it's connected to but that was a real learning experience for me very early on in the journey and it, I'm so glad and grateful that it happened because it opened my mind up to think on a different level you know yeah. this might not be what this seems yeah that's what I learned as well actually doing my case studies was that you know giving people the space to go inward and to see what those um emotions and those energies where they originated like they a lot of the time they were not where they thought you know sometimes yeah. they would have an inkling okay well I remember this happening but actually there was something before that that had happened as well yeah. and just yeah. freeing somebody up from that I think I don't think people even realize how much of their power they take back you know that girl had been holding on that that emotion had been there for a very long time that energy you know connecting yeah. that shame and that was huge and you know when you release that you make space for more love don't you and yeah, absolutely and, and yeah. so often you know whenever people I mean most of the time actually when people come to me with a presenting issue and I know you'll know this yourself too Joanne it's not it, it goes way back to childhood whenever you know your brain is like a sponge and it's literally writing the script that you're living out as an adult and you never have updated and that was downloaded by caregivers that had not yet learned how to look after themselves or update mm -hmm. their script so it's corrupt and it's not working for you so you know so often when somebody comes to me and says oh I'm really annoyed at such and such. They keep making me feel stupid. For example, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, hold on, there's a heavy word. Mm -hmm. And how long have you felt that way? And you start to unravel a very big knot that they didn't even know existed. 
And, you know, witnessing that change is just such, it's, it's like watching miracles and it's such a privilege to behold. Um, and I know that, I know that that's, you know, that's, it's, that's part of what's so life-changing about being a practitioner, not only your own healing journey that you can go through, but witnessing what can actually happen. Yeah, it's just so passionate, isn't it, to bring that, people I don't think even realise that kind of healing is available. Yeah, and the impact that it has on you physically. Mm. You know, not only is this limited to healing your emotions, but physically, you know, we are body and mind connected. Have you had any shifts, physical shifts yet on your earlier experience, you know, your early experience of it? Have you had anybody have any um you know physical changes like overcoming any illnesses or anything um i've had i've had a few people like i've worked with a few people who've had um fibromyalgia yeah 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 so even you know them becoming aware of when it started you know i don't Mm -hmm. think people have even thought like oh you know what was going on in my life around the time that this started you know and whenever they do reflect back often you know there's a lot that has went on or even there's a lot of childhood stuff in fact connected with that um yeah and a lot of people as well um with like lupus and there was autoimmune there's a lot of inflammation you know the crack obviously that that is the stress really in your body all that inflammation isn't it and um... well, if you know joanne do you know that um if you're going in for an organ transplant right so if you're going in to have an organ transplant a kidney transplant or a heart transplant that what you will you will be injected with stress hormone and the reason for that is is because that shuts your immune system down i mean it's it's a fact yeah. scientifically yeah. clinically we know that stress horm- hormone shuts your immune system down because um you know we need stress we need stress to get out of dangerous situations it's when we get stuck in stress it's the problem so you know if you're trying to run away from a tiger you do not want to be fighting the bacterial infection you want all of your energy to go into fighting you know racing that that tiger so that's why the system works i mean and it's so clever so whenever you're you're injected with a stress hormone your immune system shut down and therefore your immune system will not attack this foreign object that's came into your body. So it will give that organ opportunity to um, connect and work. And so when we recognize how much stress impacts our immune system, it becomes really clear as to why so many autoimmune conditions arise and there's no explanation for them. And that might be eczema, it might be psoriasis, it might be arthritis, it might be fibromyalgia, lupus, no headaches. Yeah. You know, it's such a stress on your system. Mm-hmm. I had a lady who came to me very recently, um, um, and she had she come to me for it. She had been experiencing this numbness down her left hand side and her face, and it really was scaring her, and it was causing more stress because she wasn't trying to interpret what this meant. And then we we did a lot of emotional work through many different areas of her life, many different areas going right back actually in utero, 
right back to in utero so we went through she was a 40 mid 40 year old woman and we went right back to in utero and she had for the past 20 years been visiting this therapist who I'd never heard of it before um, who had practiced this vega testing I don't know if you've heard it but apparently it tests the efficiency of your organs oh no I've not heard of it I hadn't either, and I don't want to describe Vega testing wrong, so I'm not going to go into that in deep detail, but she had been getting these Vega tests for over 20 years, and what that would do, would that would give you a printout of the efficiency or the effectiveness of, of her organs, and I'm going to describe it that she said something, so a normal reading was when all your organs came out of a rating of 100, and year after year, month after month, she was getting these monthly, these tests, her readings were coming out like her kidneys were coming out 40,000 and other things 20,000 they were off the scale all wrong so her body was completely physically out of balance okay um so she and me and her had done about a month's work and I didn't know she was going to get this second test done this you know monthly vega test and she came back to me and she says you will not believe this Mm -hmm. I got this vega test done and the 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 clinician the the therapist that did the test looked at me when the results come out and said what have you been doing and she said figure after figure like every single organ 99 100 101 20 years she's been out of balance and that was the first time that I had evidence on a physical level how this is changing your physiology and that felt I mean, both of us were just amazed and, you know, it just shows you how much of an impact those emotions have on your body. And really do. And like, you know, if we think about it, there is a massive tiger out there right now that's been here for a year now, chasing everybody, you know, COVID is very real and has impacted so many people's lives. And so if you imagine the amount of stress that everybody is going through on a daily basis, whether you are a mum that's at home trying to homeschool, working, you know, whether you have been made redundant, like there's so many external stresses right now. So I think that, you know, obviously we're going to do a little um, amplifying of love. And I think that, you know, it's just as powerful to to keep doing things like this, whereas, you know, rather than get sucked into those um, anxiety loops that we can do, we could um, absolutely just flip it and do an amplifying of love and yeah. just really give our you know nervous system a good bloody rest from all this yeah give it a good dose of love medicine, <laughs> <laughs> <Self-love> <laughs> shall, medicine. We, shall we give our listeners some love medicine joanne <laughs> I, think, I think they need it i think they need it yeah okay well i like to do a wee exercise sometimes with my clients whenever they really need to feel felt sense of love and connection with themselves and I think what's really um, powerful is you know we find it so easy to give love but yet we never really know how to access it for ourselves and when you think of love as an energy Mm-hmm. you know uh, you know on a fundamental level it's an energy that's within each and every one of us and a really powerful and simple way of beginning to try and access that is actually by closing your eyes and just stroking down your arms which is the haven and touch which we are always talking about and just thinking of someone in your life that you feel this unconditional love for um, a love that's special that's 
it might be actually it can be a, a pet you know quite often I find that that's the easiest way because there's no condition on the love that you receive <laughs> from your pet and you give to your pet so maybe it's a a loved one a sibling a, a parent a grandparent it might be even somebody that's no longer in this world with us and you visualize maybe a time spent with them that was really special or or a connection that you had with them and see them in front of you and you allow yourself to imagine you pouring all of the love that you have for them to them and they're receiving it and you see how that lights them up that's it and you continue stroking down your arms and you share that exchange and you allow yourself now to receive the love from them to you and feel your heart space opening up as you do that. In fact, take a slow breath in for three. Hold for four. As you release for five, four, three, two, one. Tap into the experience that you've got in your body right now. Feel the energy of that. That's just pure energy of love. And allow your body to bathe in that experience and take it into your heart space. Feel your heart opening up and let that love pour in from you for you. And just let yourself radiate with love. And you continue to just sit in that space. No force, no effort. Just the energy of love radiating through every fiber and cell in your body. And you can sit and do that for as long as you wish. And that's just a really nice technique of access and the energy of love. That was really beautiful, Karen. Mm. Really lovely. I'm sure all the listeners will really appreciate that. Mm. Yeah, I feel all spaced out and loved up now. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that on Valentine's Day because I didn't get my, my Valentine's Day present. So I thought I'd better give myself some love. <laughs> I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself like nobody else does. <laughs> Joanne, listen, I um, think we'll wrap it up now. Listen, and congratulations again. Thank you so much. I'm teaching you. See you next week. Bye. Okay. Thank you Bye. for listening. Bye.